0: Welcome to the Church 214 podcast. We're glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at church214.org. I'm constantly looking down, but is this the Lord just speaking through me. Um, So I hope that that it means something to you as well. So um, I'm a pretty easygoing person. Um, It's very hard to uh, offend me. Um, most of the time it's because I forget. So if <laughs> if you uh, owe me money, I really don't know. So I, I, that's my memory thing. But um, even going into the course, um, I thought for sure, like, this, I really want to be here, but at the same time, like, I'm not sure if this is for me just because I can't, don't always uh, remember who has offended me or I really don't hold on to those grudges. Um, but the second meeting uh, that we had, we were watching the video of John Bevere, and he was talking about Joseph. Um, just the offense that he would have had or should have had because of his brothers. Um, you know, they, they took him, they threw him into a pit, they you know, took his coat, uh, they sold him into slavery. But at the very end, um, he had total forgiveness for him. And I was, as I was sitting there um, telling that story, I just started to just feel a weight upon me um, during that time. I wasn't sure what it was, but there was just a weight. Um, God started to show me in that moment that I actually do have people that I need to forgive. People that have walked out on me, stopped talking to me. People who I thought were really close friends who had, just, who had just forgotten me. See, I did not remember this at first because I had felt that there was a reason that they had dropped me. There must have been a reason that they had stopped talking to me. I was not worth it is what I, what I really felt. Um, and that's how I felt. But God is saying to me now to forgive them. And I really thought that was uh, pretty crazy in that moment. But then God said, I actually have more for you. I said, I also want to let you know that you have been living uh, with a pre-offense. A pre-offense, I wasn't even sure that was even a word. Um, So that night, as I was sitting in Chris's basement, God revealed to me that I have allowed this hurt that I have received before in my life from my friends, the ones I had not forgave. I have allowed that to fester in my life long enough that I'm assuming that new friends are going to hurt me. I assumed Chris Taze was going to hurt me. I assumed Dalton was going to hurt me. I assumed my sweet, sweet friend Thomas (laughs) was going to hurt me. And because of that, I had not engaged all the way. I have not been that vulnerable with them. That pre-offense also trickled into how I felt about this church. I assumed that this church was going to fail me, or worse, hurt me. I put this offense on something that did not happen yet, and it was something that um, I didn't even realize. There was a time last year that Sarah and I were on the fence even about this church. Should we stay involved? Should we keep coming? Should we talk to people about what's going on in our life? All this stemmed from pushing this offense that I thought that the church or my friends had done to me. But I thought they had, or better yet, I assumed that they would. So that night, on my way home, Dalton and I actually usually uh, rode together um, to the to the video to the to the series in, at Chris's basement. And on my way home, I just said to Dalton, "Actually, Dalton, I need, need to talk to you." I said, "I am sorry," and this might sound strange, but I have been living my life like you're going to hurt me, and that is not fair to you. And I'm sorry. And just being Dalton the way he is, he took me he took me in, and he forgave me, and we had a little bit of a moment in that car, but. That's just for Dalton and I, <laughs> <laughs> but immediately uh, I felt a weight off my shoulders. And so, when I, so I, when, I, when I went home that night and the kids were already in bed, I said to Sarah, we need to talk. So you, <laughs> Sarah and I do talk. <laughs> But usually when I say we need to talk, she's like, oh, yeah, we do. So um, I shared with her what was shown in John Bevere's video that night. And then I went on to share that I need to forgive several people from my past that have hurt me by name. I also shared how God revealed to me that night that because of my hurt, I had built up walls and assumed that people were going to hurt me now. And so I said we should pray. So I prayed and I prayed and said each person's name out loud. And this even also included my parents' as I have felt hurt from them. I also said, God, forgive me for taking my offense and assuming others would do the same. Get that type of thinking out of here, and may I see the people, and may I see this church and how they truly see me. And so when I woke up the next morning, God spoke to me that things were different. He showed me my parents in a vision and told me I was loved. He, gave, he, he then gave me this. Where there, were, where there was chasms, there's now bridges. Where there was hurt, there is now healing. Then I got this vision of me running through the woods as a boy, something that I did love doing when I was young. But in my vision, I felt freedom and weights lifted off, and I was running, a feeling I had never had before. There's this song um, by Amanda Lindsay Cook. It's called Pieces. And on YouTube, if you search it, there's a a longer version where she has a spontaneous moment at the beginning. And And in that time, she says these words, you're giving us new memories. You're giving us new memories. All the places where shame wrote our story, you're giving us your memories. So he has rewritten my story. Not that it didn't happen, not that I didn't experience those things, but now it's healed.
1: Just, just to piggyback on what Daryl said, it, w- it was really neat how, and I don't know if this was planned, but the, the men would watch the videos first, and then the next week when the women met, we would watch them. And so when he came home that night, I had not seen the second video yet, but um, it was, I knew as soon as he started talking about that, that um, concept of pre-offense, I was like, oh, 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 yeah, we do that, and I—it I, had never occurred to me before, honestly. But I just wanted to talk about two ways that I saw um, as we went through the series. Two small, there are many, but I just wanted to point out two ways that I saw God change my heart through this study and through the, this healing that we that happened. The first was um, vulnerability. So if if and I, he talked about it here, the walls that you that the city puts around for protection um, I realized that I had walls up and I am if you if you've ever hung out with me I'm a little bit of an oversharer, sharer uh, and so you might be surprised to hear me say that um, I talk a lot I'm telling Daryl's always like you shouldn't tell people that stuff so <laughs> but um but I, but I was holding back, especially in the area of um, asking for help, I think, or, or asking for prayer. Um, in February, which was pretty soon after um, we had this conversation about this topic and prayed through it, um, I would say it was, we went through a time that I could say it was probably the, the darkest time uh, um, in our in our family. Just a couple of circumstances were going on that were extremely difficult. And um, I remember there was a particular Friday night where we got some um, devastating news. And I remember like the, one of the first thoughts I had was like, we got to get to church. I got to get to church. And I could not wait till Sunday morning. I remember I told my mom, I was like, I just, I just, we need to go to church. I need to worship and I need somebody to pray for us. (laughs) And so, um, I knew I was taking a risk in that and um, before I I would always assume that you know our problems weren't important enough or to ask for prayer or people are busy there's everybody's got problems why would our problems be something anyone would care about you know that that kind of stuff and that Sunday morning I just made a beeline um, for Chris and Heather and Jared and Rochelle were there too and I just I just, I could barely get the words out, but I was like, we, we need prayer. And um, they were just immediately laser focused on us, you know, and Daryl and I both um, have had a fair amount of rejection in our lives, um, a lot through family, but um, a lot through some, some friendships too. And. I think to experience to put ourselves out there that morning, and then to experience such utter acceptance and utter like love and attention, it was it was pretty it was pretty amazing. Um, I think if I would have still been operating in that woundedness of pre-offense, I we may have never felt comfortable enough saying, "Hey, we need help." you know, we're, 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 we're doing really bad here. (laughs) Um, And so I would have been, um, we would have been missing out on the blessing of the body, which that's how, that's how Jesus designed it. That's why we're in a body. Um, You know, that's why God designed it, that we are in churches together. Um, And just like he was talking about on the video, the enemy wants to isolate us for that very reason. And that was how the enemy was trying to isolate us is saying, they're not going to care about you. They're not going to care, you know, just, just keep it to yourself, soldier on, you know? Um, And so anyway, that was just such a, a powerful thing, um, that morning. Uh, and then the second way that I noticed, um, a shift in my thinking is just in, um, a spirit of generosity, um, And not even, like, a generosity as in, like, with physical things, but, like, a generosity in my spirit. Like, instead of always assuming the worst about someone or about someone's motives, um, starting to think, well, maybe they are overwhelmed today. And that's why they didn't, you know, think to say hi to me or whatever the situation is. But I noticed a shift in that. And that that was a choice. (laughs) That wasn't something that's just like, oh, how nice. I'm... I'm a nicer person now. <laughs> like that, those were choices I had to make and I'm, I'm having con- to continue to make. In fact, as I was writing out my notes for this morning, it occurred to me that there was a situation that happened in the last couple of weeks that I had not done that. I had not applied that generosity of spirit to and had to sort of repent. So this is a continual thing. Um, but there is a person who, um, very close, and I'm not going to say, specifics of the situation, just because it's not totally my story to share. But I will say there's a person um, very important to Daryl and I who um, continually, continually uh, hurts and betrays us in in different ways. Um, However, um, the nature of our relationship um, is that we are in a relationship with them. It's not a relationship we can sever And we love them dearly. And for I would, it's been about 10 years since God first spoke to us to intentionally adore this person. And he used the word adore. So not just love, like be nice to, like adore, like lavish love on. And he has spoken that continually over the last 10 years for this person. And recently, it's been even more difficult in this relationship. And about a month ago, we were given the opportunity to have a choice whether this person had asked us basically to go above and beyond and do something for them. And my first response was like, seriously, like (laughs) of all things, you know? And, um, but then I immediately was convicted of that and knew that we were supposed to do this thing the person had asked us to do. So I went to Daryl. I said, what do you think about this? And he had the same thought, um, which that's always, I feel like that's how we know when we're hearing from the Lord is we have unity. And it's amazing. We will be in some of the most horrible situations and we will both get the exact same inkling of what to do and we're like well then that, that's it you know the Holy Spirit is telling us but in this situation he was like yeah we got to do it and I was like yeah that's what we do and so we, we were able to do the thing that we felt called to do we were blessed by it it was difficult um, but we were blessed by it this person was blessed by it and, and we were able to leave that situation which was painful with Complete peace. Um, and so there there are many, like I said, there are many other ways I've seen this study affect us. Um, but I just want to encourage you, if you were like Daryl, where you were like, oh yeah, I'm not offended by anyone, just trust me, you are. Um I I really and I've said this a million times, I really think every not even every Christian, every person needs to go through this at least once, probably once a year. I was telling Rochelle this morning, I probably just need to put this on my schedule like every January, just read just read this book. So I just want to encourage you um, with the freedom that we've experienced. Um, and like I said, it's a continual process and I'm continuing to learn, but I just really want to encourage you to go through the study, they're quick, they're interesting, they're not, you know, they're they are easy to go through, but really, um, the Lord wants you in freedom. The enemy wants you in bondage. He wants you isolated. He wants you wounded. He wants you bleeding. He wants you in pain. And this, um, this is going to be one of the things that God uses to, for your freedom. So I just really encourage you to uh, check it out. Um, We're going to continue in worship, but I'm just going to pray for us here before we start. Jesus, I thank you so much that you don't let us stay where we are. You care enough about us to um, shake things up. You don't let us stay isolated. God, I just pray that all of us would have the courage this morning to step out of some isolation that we may have been using to protect ourselves, Um, the courage to look at some wounds that we've just kind of stuffed in the closet because they're too hard to look at. God, you desire for us to be healed. Your desire is always healing and restoration and peace. You are such a good God, and and Jesus is the is the one person who has experienced wounding more than any any of us in this room can 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 say they've experienced. So Jesus, thank you for um, going before us for knowing what that offense feels like, and still wanting to walk us through healing. I thank you so much for every person that is here today, and I just pray that these words would penetrate the hearts that need it the most. We thank you so much, Jesus. Amen.